At Red Barn, our pet food ingredients work overtime. They aren't just there for show. Dandelion greens work to maintain a healthy digestive system. Salmon oil works to enhance the immune system. Green-lipped mussels work to support joint health. These hard-working ingredients support your dog's active, healthy life. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food, simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Visit redbarninc.com slash coupon to save a dollar off your first can. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening. Welcome to Totally Whole Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Rosemary Cook, the CEO and founder of Totally Whole Pastoral Counseling Services, where our motto is the parts will never be well unless the whole is well. Tonight we're going to look at the issue of father absence, healing the pain of father absence. Yesterday we had an opportunity to celebrate Father's Day. Whether your father is living or your father has passed away, whether you had a loving and kind father, whether your father was absent, yesterday forced us to look at the issue of fathers. So tonight, I want to talk about the issue of fatherlessness and father hunger. The scripture reminds us in Proverbs 17 and 6, Grandchildren are the crown of old men, and the glory of children is their fathers. And the word glory in Hebrew means beauty honor, majesty, good reputation, and praise. But father absence creates a veil that kills the glory of the father. So father absence is really an epidemic in our community. I was looking at some statistics from the National Center Fathering, and I was alarmed at the stats, the statistics show us that 20 million children in the United States are living fatherless. And it also reminds us that children who are in fatherless families are 44% more likely to live in poverty. That means that they are four times more likely to be raised in poverty and that 90% of all homeless and runaway children are fatherless. Substance abuse is an issue among fatherless children. Fatherless children are ten times more likely to abuse chemical substances and 71% of all adolescent substance abusers come from a fatherless home. These statistics are alarming. 80% of adolescents 
and psychiatric hospitals come from fatherless homes and they are two times more likely to commit suicide. So fatherless children experience more accidents, they have a higher rate of chronic asthma, headaches, and speech defects. But not only that, fatherless children are nine times more likely to drop out of school, are nine times more like, less likely to obtain academic and professional qualifications in adulthood. And their scores are lower than the norm on reading and math. So fatherlessness affects the educational achievement of our youth. The crime stats are alarming. 70% of adolescents in juvenile correctional facilities come from fatherless homes. And 60% of rapists were raised in fatherless homes. Those who come from fatherless homes were more likely to have violent behavior and 20 times, 20 times more likely to be incarcerated. 70% of teen pregnancies happen in fatherless homes. So those who grew up in fatherless homes are nine times more likely to be raped or sexually abused in a home without a father. Those rates are alarming. Fatherlessness is an epidemic epidemic in our community. When we look at the statistics that look specifically at African American families, the statistics that I just read looks at all of the families in the U.S., but in the African American community, 62% of our families are headed by one parent as compared to 31% of all other racial groups. Father absence affects the emotional well-being of our youth as well as adults because father absence is related to feelings of insecurity, low self-esteem, greater attention-seeking behaviors. That means you're looking for love in the wrong places and in the wrong spaces. And father absence results in a greater need for approval. Father absence is a huge social problem. But what do healthy fathers provide? When the father is present and when the father is healthy and when there is a good father in the home, he provides nurturing. He provides love. He provides a strong male role model. Our young girls need positive male role models so that they will know how young men should treat them. Our young boys need positive male role models so that they will know how to treat our women. Good fathers provide security and stability.
they help us to emerge uh, in in the world knowing that the world is okay, that there is order and there is stability and security in our world. Healthy fathers provide a positive sense of self-esteem. Those who grew up in homes where fathers were present and where fathers were healthy, they can emerge feeling that I'm okay. Fathers provide a reassuring presence. When a father attends the basketball games or the football games or the cheerleading practice or they come to the PTA meetings or they come to see their little girl or little boy performing in the play, it provides a sense of reassurance that daddy is here and that daddy won't leave me. And lastly, fathers provide a positive and healthy image of God because fathers are the first image of a male God. The only God that children know are the gods that are present in their parents or in their mothers and fathers. So we need positive, healthy role models for our young girls and our young boys. So when fathers are absent, when they are physically absent, or maybe they are emotionally unavailable, or when the father is inconsistent in his present and inconsistent in his uh, affirmation and love, it will impact the individual, the child, the young girl, the young boy, socially, leaving them inexperienced and unable to navigate the world. When fathers are absent, it impacts the youth emotionally, meaning that their internal experience will be disrupted. Their feelings will somehow uh, be affected. And thirdly, father absence impacts that person's relationship with God. Fathers are the glory of the children, and where there is no father, there is no glory. When I think about the glory and I think about father absence, and I told you in the Hebrew what that word glory means, beauty, honor, majesty, good reputation, and praise. Father absence creates a veil which conceals the glory of the child. For example, when women uh, are about to get married, they put on a veil. I know they used to put it on. I don't know how many women wear veils today, but traditionally women wore a veil over their face. So when they are walking down uh, that aisle about to uh, meet the groom before they uh, uh, announce the, the vials to become husband and wife, their faces are veiled. So a veil will cover. A veil prevents you from being seen, and a veil prevents you from seeing clearly. A veil conceals the true you. It covers and it hides your true identity. Father absence is like a veil. 
a person who experiences his father's absence goes through life under a veil. Going through life, in other words, feeling different or inadequate or flawed. Going through life of feeling that you are without beauty, that you have no reason to celebrate, that you are ashamed or embarrassed because a veil covers your beauty, your honor, your good reputation. Where there is no father, there is no glory. A couple of writers looked at father absence or father hunger. Milton uh, Erickson in a book called Longing for Dad says that father absence casts a long shadow that people have to manage throughout their lives. And another writer, Allison, wrote a book titled Bastard Out of Carolina. She quoted father absence like this. She said, love would make me beautiful. A father's love would purify my heart, turn my bitter soul sweet, lighten my Cherokee eyes. If he loved me, if he only loved me, why didn't he love me? And the last writer, Dr. Robin Smith, a psychologist and an ordained minister, she wrote a book called Hungry. And in her book, she said, Hungry is awakening to the pains of our longings. Hungry is about finding ways to be kind and compassionate to the parts of ourselves that we dislike, dishonor, or which brings us shame. She says, Hungry is not about getting rid of the hunger, but it's about embracing it. It's about telling the truth, at least to ourselves, about what we deeply long for, want, and need. Hungry. Father hunger and father absence. We as African Americans, unfortunately, have learned to live with our veils. We have learned to accept that we are seen as different. We are seen as the inferior or the less dominant group. So we've learned to live life under veils. But we are resilient, and that is our strength. Our resilience has helped us, but it has also hindered us. Because of our difference, our visible difference in this country. We've learned how to be resilient, meaning that we can take a licking and keep on ticking. Our resilience tells us to fake it until we make it. We tell ourselves if life gives us lemons, we make lemonade. And that's a good thing. With our resilience, we've learned to make do with what we have. We learn that we have to keep it moving. Because the job has to get done. But unfortunately, our resilience has caused us to neglect our social health, our physical health, and our emotional health. And as a result, we're paying a huge price. We can see that 
we as African Americans are number one in health disparities. We have higher rates of uh, hypertension, higher rates of obesity, uh, higher rates of diabetes. We lead the charts in uh, divorce rates, and we lead the charts in mental illnesses and all, uh, all of the social ills that affect our community. And we've all heard the saying that when America catches a cold, the African-American community catches pneumonia. So it's our resilience that has told us to fake it until we make it, and so we learn to live life under a veil. When I think about how this uh, uh, living under a veil has affected us, I use the analogy of having a leaky roof. And we have all uh, had to get a repair done to a roof, or you may know of someone who've had to get a roof repaired. So instead of paying the price to get a professional roofer, some of us have been content with just patching up the roof. In other words, we just uh, ignore the problem or we might be in denial saying to ourselves that maybe uh, the leak will go away or maybe uh, the leak is not as bad as it seems. I can just put some buckets under here to catch the water. After all, um, it's not going to rain all year, so after the rainy season has passed, everything will be just fine. So we make do with what we have. So what we do is we patch the leak up, which is a temporary fix. So after a few seasons come and go, the roof will leak again. So what we do is we patch the leak again, but the damage is still occurring. So underneath uh, the surface, hidden behind uh, the walls, there is water that has crept in. There are odors, there's mold, there's insects, termites are eating away the foundation of our roof. So we have a slow process of deterioration, a slow process of destruction. So finally, you realize that you have to repair the roof. So you have to end up getting a professional who knows how to do it right. So you end up having to get a new roof which will require a larger investment of your time and a larger investment of your resources. Because of our inability to patch up our problems, we've neglected our own, I'm sorry, because of our ability, because we're so comfortable and so used to patching up problems, we've neglected our health, our emotional health, our mental health and our spiritual health. We have neglected the emotional and the social and the uh, psychological needs of our own children. And a sad result is that we have learned to accept father absence. We have learned to make do without getting any intervention. We have ignored the issue altogether. In some cases, we won't even tell our son or daughter who their real daddy is. We won't even let the child ask about their real daddy. We will demonize their daddy, talk about how no good he was or is, and tell them that all men are dogs. 
in some cases, we won't allow him or her to call daddy because you don't like his new girlfriend or his new wife. In some cases, we will use the child as a tool to get even. I won't let you see him or her unless you do this, that, or the other. So father absence becomes a slow process of deterioration. So what happens is our little girls grow up with male issues, grow up with issues of anger, fear of men, fear of rejection, commitment, or abandonment. Our boys can grow up with control issues, feeling the need to prove himself to others, to women, that I'm a real man. Sometimes our children grow up with a need for attention, a greater need for attention because of father absence. They end up feeling unloved or feeling unworthy. Because of father absence, we can grow up and make bad choices in relationships, end up engaging in sex uh, at a young age, becoming promiscuous, or sometimes having an aversion to intimacy. Some grow up with the overachiever syndrome, superwoman, or breaking glass ceilings. And in other cases, there are mood swings, depression, uh, anxiety, suicidal ideations, all because of father absence. So father absence is not an issue that we should ignore, and there is often a slow process of deterioration which is called the sleeper effect, that we don't experience father absence until later in life, until we are well in our adult years, 20, 30, 40s, or even 50s. But there is a saying that says it's easier to build a healthy child than to repair a broken adult. So don't wait until the damage is irreparable before you get some help. So, the roof is leaking in our community. Time to repair father absence. We are suffering. Our youth are suffering. But God cannot heal what we conceal. So I have a guest uh, speaker on the line, uh, Pastor Robert C. Rolak who's a good friend and colleague of mine that I've known for um, some 28 years, and he uh, preached a sermon that really inspired me. Uh, He's a pastor of New Life International Church. So I want to have him to come to talk to us about the impact of father absence. Uh, Pastor Rolak, are you on the line? Yes, I am, Doctor. Okay, so what can you tell us about Father Absent and how uh, we can begin to heal from the issue of Father Absent? Well, first of all, uh, Dr. Cook, I'd like to thank you for the opportunity to be a part of this discussion. Uh, For it is near and dear to my heart, as you mentioned, uh, I did uh, minister a sermon on um, Father Day yesterday, Father's Day, and it was entitled Abba Father, the Ultimate Dad, which is uh, referring to 
God our Father. Amen. And, you know, what I would like to say is that, you know, the impact that the absence has is just, it has a rippling effect. Again, you mentioned about the sleeper effect. And most of us, I, I, I would dare to say, don't realize, again, like you mentioned, the devastation that, 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 that takes place over a period of time that doesn't mm-hmm. even show up until later, later in our adult years. Uh, and so, what was, the, you said, what was the question again? You said, uh, "How do we, how do we recover from it?" Yes. Yes, and um, you know, just spiritually, you know, what does, what are the results of a father absence, and you know, what can you share uh, with us spiritually how to uh, deal with this pain of father absence? Amen. Well, you you mentioned uh, earlier. In the broadcast about how how fathers, God has given us gifts. He's given us parents. Fathers being the head of the household, it, it actually uh, to to help uh, build, like you said, build the child up. Because the Bible teaches us that you know we should train up a child in the way that, that that he or she should go. And when they get older, they won't depart from it. And what that does is it creates a a a, a wholesome environment that's conducive to us learning about. Uh, our heavenly Father, which is our ultimate Father, and when yeah. that element is n- is not in place, then there there is uh, uh, you know again there is a, a, a missing the hand is missing from the household. Therefore, it, it causes a vulnerable uh, situation for the, not only the the, the the other spouse, the spouse, but also the children, and that there is no covering. And there again, like you mentioned, the glory is not in the house. For the father is the glory of the children. So when, when the glory is gone, amen, then the enemy comes in and, and pretty much runs havoc. That's why we have all these statistics that you mentioned about uh, fatherless homes and the effect that it has on the children. And what I preached on yesterday is that uh, even at, at, at a young age when there's no father in the home, uh, the Bible tells us that, you know, uh, if your mother and father forsake you, or, or they're not actually there. Because they may have never been there in the first place. Then God, yes. the Father, our spiritual Father, said that I will take you up. I'll be a mother to the motherless. I'll be a father to the fatherless. And I actually have lived that experience. And so for mm. me, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's very close to home, near and dear to my heart. Having a mother who, who, who did her best, single mom, only child, did her best raising me, and. You know, and I, I made some bad decisions coming up, but she did her best. For the most part, she was out working, and I was, with, you know, with Granny, the uh, babysitter at the time. And, and there were very few father figures. There was my grandfather, who was a positive role model. However, he was working. So a lot of the men were always working. So I was actually raised by my mother and by my, by my grandmother. So there was really uh, not a lot of male role models until later on in life. But at that point, right. some of the devastation had already taken place. Again, not well into my adult years that I began to understand the impact that it had on me. But having my mother introduce me to, you know, to, to, to God, amen, and as I went on further, uh, adopting some, what, what I would say, um, surrogate fathers or, or those who, 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 who would serve as positive role models, I began to learn more about God, my father. And he actually was the one who raised me, amen. 
And Amen. so the solution, uh, uh, you know, again, he's our ultimate father. So the Bible says that before the foundation of the world, he knew us. So we are ultimately spiritual offspring from our Abba Father God. Amen. And so Amen. I preached a, a while back about, about the family unit called the two families. There's a spiritual family, there's a natural family. God orchestrates, he, he actually picks what family he will, he will place us in. And a lot of us at some point in sometimes our lives may have said, well, you know, why, do I, why am I in this family? You know, why do I have to live up such a, live such a rough childhood? Others may be seeming, seemingly more privileged. But God in his awesome wisdom knows what he's doing. Amen? So even though you may start off uh, uh, not seemingly have everything that you need, it's not how you start, but it's how you finish. And so even now, as a, a pastor now, not having a father, being raised by God the Father, uh, there has been healing has taken place. I actually uh, uh, implemented one of those pra- a practical uh, therapeutic uh, uh, solution into where because there were some some issues I had with my father. It's too much too much to go into right now for the sake of time. However, but basically it was just absence. He wasn't in my life until I was twelve. And at twelve, he died. So there was a lot of resentment, uh-huh. a lot of anger that I didn't even understand that I was experiencing. I didn't even know Dr. Rose that it was even there, again, the sleeper effect. But then it came up, and when it came up, I didn't, I didn't recognize it. It was a father issue. Uh, it came up in substance abuse. It came up in promiscuity. It came up in uh, insecurity, uh, you know, low self-esteem, all those things, not having a father to validate you and to, and to, to teach you how to be a man and show you what a man looks like. I, I heard somebody say one time, uh, before a, man, a, a boy can be a man, he has to see a man. Amen? And right, so about right. that technique where I could actually have a conversation with my father, the, 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 the empty chair technique, and I actually mm-hmm. went through that process because I didn't realize that I had, I had a, a, hate, a love-hate relationship with my dad. I loved him because he was my dad, but I hated him because he wasn't there. He abandoned us, and then he had the nerve to die, which was, you know, again, I uh, didn't understand it at the time. So when I went through that process, because it, it, it actually, that anger and fear and all those other ill feelings had me in a type of prison, an emotional prison, where I was stuck. I was stuck in life. Until I took that empty chair across from my chair, sit down and, and talk to my father, let him know how I felt. But at the end, I said, Ned, but I forgive you. Amen? Mm. Uh, because I realized God, God my father, had uh, led me to understand that he did the best that he could with what he knew how. Amen. Everybody don't have a, we all have different capacities. And he didn't know yeah. God the Father himself. And so the love of God uh, wasn't in him. So he couldn't, he couldn't pass it on to me and, and to my mom. So again, uh, I was able to release him and forgive him because God had forgiven me. Amen. So that, Amen. that, that, that started the healing process. And, and, and it is a process, and I'm still going through it. Uh, that, that sometimes they're triggered. Sometimes, you know, there are things that happen that kind of remind you of the pain. But what it has done, and what happens to a lot of people, some, some children actually have fathers who are not there, and they determine, and, and like I determined, I'm going to be a, a better father or a good father because my father wasn't. So we can take that thing, uh, we can take that bad experience sometimes, and we can uh, flip it, if you will, to, uh, and respond to it in a positive way instead of a negative way. But there's a, there, there's a lot of 
discussion that can go along with that. That's just my experience. I'm sure we all have our own different experiences. But I thank God that I'm well on my way as as a, a lot of others uh, that was in, in the in the service on yesterday uh, about the Father. It promoted an environment for healing. Amen. And so I thank God for the opportunity. I think, Tom, um, as you were saying, we the the first step is just acknowledging. You know, yeah. I, I just talked about the sleeper effect, and for some for some of us, we uh, deny, you know, we ignore it, and thinking that uh, out of sight means out of mind. And I know for me, you know, I grew up without a father in my home, and uh, so I acknowledged the impact of the issue, uh, but it was only in my late 30s and 40s that I began to think about fathers, and my father showed up in my life. Uh, I was in my 40s. I was I just turned 40, so it was just kind of a shock and uh, an issue that I didn't know how to deal with. I mean, of course, I knew him, knew of him, and mm-hmm. we see him every now and then, but I did mm-hmm. not actually remember him from the childhood because I was nine years old when, I'm sorry, uh, six months old when we left uh, Virginia. But as an adult, having to embrace father, what does that mean? And, you know, even what do I call him? So I was forced to kind of look at the issue. And then once I began to look at it, I began to embrace it and uh, realize that, I needed some healing in that area. I didn't know that I needed healing until I was forced to look at it. See, God, he has a way of forcing us to look at issues that we try to deny or we try to hide or issues that we don't even know are issues. But I thank God that when it's time for us to deal with issues, when it's time for us to get whole, hallelujah, God will stir up some things and cause us to look at issues that we will deny or minimize or even ignore. So I thank God that he began to teach me about a real father, a a godly father, the perfect father. So when we don't have ideal fathers to look at, to uh, have ideal fathers as role models, God is our ideal father. And in my experience, I thank God that uh, he allowed there to be forgiveness. And we have to really, really look at um, forgiveness and recognize that sometimes it's not easy to forgive. And sometimes people have to go through a process of forgiveness. And I don't always rush people into forgiveness. And I know that the Bible says that uh, we are to forgive um, in order for God to forgive us. We have to forgive others. But I believe that sometimes we don't always know what the damage is. So we don't always know what it is that we are uh, forgiving. So we have to begin to work through the process and come to understand the impact of the absence or the loss, and then pray that God will help us to forgive because when we rush to forgiveness, Pastor Rob, I realize that often it's not true forgiveness. 
you know, is forgiveness because that's what we expected to do. Um, but when we rush to forgiveness, it's often uh, half-hearted. But once we come to the realization of what uh, what has happened and that, that we realize that there has been some loss, some sense of grief, then we're able to go on and move forward. So forgiveness is something that we ask God to help us to forgive because when we hold on to unforgiveness, we are actually hurting ourselves. You know, I heard someone say right. that Amen. forgiveness is like uh, taking in a deadly poison but expecting the other person to die. But true forgiveness mm. choosing to not allow the pain of the event to cause us to suffer. Because often when we mm-hmm. are in unforgiveness, the other person is they've moved on, they're going on they've gone on with their lives. So we mm. pain, we are allowing the transgression to keep us bound. So I do recommend, you know, forgiveness and uh I recommend that we grieve. Grieve what? Grieve the loss of what could have been, the loss mm-hmm. of what never was. And facing the truth mm-hmm. that our parents uh many times they did the best that they could. Many times mm-hmm. they didn't have Amen. strong role to teach them how to be uh fathers. That's right. Amen. So That's right. taking them, you know, recognizing that they were human and that uh, they did the best that they could. So it's, you know, grieving and, and accepting and uh, offering some, some grace. And also, you know, what, 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 where would we be if we didn't have hope? You know, just, you know, begin to hope again and to live again and to to uh, dream again. But before I go on, there might be a caller who might want to uh, make a statement or a caller might want to ask a question. Chime in. For any callers, uh, hi, welcome to the Holy Hole. Good evening, Dr. Rosemary and Pastor Ronald. Oh, good evening. Robert. Robert. I'm sorry. Dr. Robert. Yes, I'm all Robert. Robert, brother. I'm James Cook. Hey, Mr. Cook. How you doing? Pretty good, man. Glad to have you. All right. God bless y'all. Yes, too. I'm thinking back on what y'all were saying about fatherless, fatherless in the homes. But Mr. Rosemary yes. said, um, we grew up, um, I, well, my mother raised myself and my three sisters, Rosemary, and we had two other sisters. And I was the only son. Um, I was little, like four years old. And, you know, I, when you're young, you don't realize that your father not there. But my mother, she raised us. But as, as I got older, then I started thinking, well, my father's not here. Well, he had, like, a, a drinking problem. You know, as, as I got older, I found out about that. But I didn't have no – I wasn't mad, you know, with him because he wasn't around us as we coming up, as we were growing up. But – uh. My uncle raised me, you know, I talked to my uncles and cousins and, you know, gave me some incentive about being a young man, a man growing up. And as I got a little older, and, 
And I thank God for how my mother, she, she kept us in church. Amen. Amen. Kept, kept us in church. And, and, and I got stronger in, in the Lord and coming up. And, and I saw, um, you know, the usher board and choir. And she, she brought me, and she, she took me to, like, the boys' club. And I grew up around, you know, Amen. neighborhood boys. And, and, I, I got, and I got into you know, different activities. And that made me stronger mm. as a young man and boy growing up yeah. in life. And then, and then as I, I grew up, I, you know, I got married, and I thought I had sons, you know, I had, you know, but I thank God for keeping me all these years, and, and there was Amen. no resentment in my heart, you know, as though, you know what I'm saying, well, my father wasn't around, so, you know, and and, and I didn't never question my mother why he wasn't around, but it was, it most was the reason why that she came to Baltimore when I was four and brought you know, me and my sister and my she was a little... Uh, Lisa and uh, my oldest in London became a Baltimore. And, um, but like I said, I thank God for having more She made us up and a couple of injured. Now, I'm still injured at 56. Yeah. Amen. Um, I thank God for keeping my mind. You know, I'm strong. You know, I'm strong in the Lord and I'm still on the usher board. I'm singing in the choir. I'm, you know, and and uh, reading the scriptures and I'm in His Word and God is keeping me. You know, Oh, I, I, I didn't. I didn't have no resent in my heart. You know, reason why my father was there. You know, I just, you know, I just went on. I said, well, it must be a reason why he he wasn't here. God put us in Amen. position where you know it was stronger. You know, and then my mother she had eight kids all together, but God only allowed four of us to live. I was told four four lives. So you know, God he put all us. You know, I'm not going to be out there. So God allowed four children to live, so she be able to raise four of us instead of eight. It would have been hard, real hard for her to raise eight children. Come to come to come to Maryland, come to Virginia. And I thank God for being out, being all of our lives. Dr. Rosemary's life, and Sister Melanie, a life, and we still in Christ. And, oh, and yeah. I thank God for y'all, for Dr. Rosemary having this talk show. And you know, I'm getting the strength. Me and my wife will be listening to it. You know, this is the second time we've been, we've been listening. And I think oh, she have a question too. Thank you all for, for hearing my mom. Um, hear me out. Hear, hear my wife. God bless you. God bless you Thank too. Thank you for calling yeah. in. I was, I was listening to you, Dr. Rosemary, when you were talking about forgiveness. And I just wanted to make a comment of what I have learned spiritually. And I was yes. taught early on that the highest form of giving is Forgiveness. That's the mm, comment that wow. I wanted to say. Thank wow. you. Wow. The highest form uh, of giving. Of, of giving. The highest form wow. of giving is forgiveness. Hallelujah. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Yes, that is. Can, I, can I just chime in for a minute, Pastor? Sure. That's good. Can I respond awesome. to that? Yes. Please. Yeah. Uh, that, that's powerful. Because uh, uh, first, first, I was trying to wrap my mind around the, around that statement initially, and just trying to uh, put it in perspective uh, to what Christ did uh, for us. Because you know, you know, the Bible says that God so loved the world that He gave, and so right. uh, she said that the highest form of giving is forgiveness. Wow. And so, because what what I understand is because you understand that the highest form of giving. Uh, I'm thinking of is, 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 is sacrifice, and, it's, and, and they're the same thing. Because right. you have to yeah. sacrifice. You, you mentioned earlier about about that when you forgive, 
you release yourself. But right. before you can forgive somebody, you got to deny yourself. You have Amen. to yes. sacrifice what you think your right is because somebody wronged you or said right. something uh-huh. bad to you or didn't or didn't give you what you thought you deserved. So what you do That's is you right. sacrifice your rights and you and you begin to honor their rights. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And so when Amen. you forgive them, that, that that was a powerful statement she made. So I, yes. I appreciate her getting on it and just sharing that. I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna keep. That. I'm gonna use that. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna sure she, I, that I gave her the honor that she quoted. And what's your wife's name, Mister Cook? Um, I didn't Mrs. Cook. Amen. I'm saying, I'm saying, Mrs. Cook. It's a quote from her. Amen. Because that was powerful. Amen. Just want to okay. share. That. All right. For some listeners who might be might have just tuned in, we're talking about. Uh, father absence and and we're talking about the impact of father absence and we just had a, a quote from uh jerry cook who happens to be my sister-in-law she says the highest form of giving is forgiveness yeah. and yeah. pastor rob reminded us that yeah. uh, god so loved the world that he gave hallelujah yeah. Oh, he Amen. could have uh, held on to anger against us because at one point God repented that he had even made man. We had done some things that That's made right. God. But, you know, in his love for us, he forgave That's us. Right. When we were yet yeah. sinners, he died for something. us. When we were alien from God, right. strangers from God, disobedient to God, he forgave us and he sent his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but should have everlasting life. Everlasting so life. We, the whole powerful. issue of forgiveness, Amen. a lot of yes. times, you know, yeah. people not release their fathers, have not forgiven their fathers for for yeah. being absent, for, for being hurtful. But, mm-hmm. you know, and tonight we want to get free and get healed from the pain yes. of father's absence. So, yes. uh, uh, yeah. Brother Brother James, you said that the significant thing for you was being raised in church and right. how you know, how Amen. our mother took us to church and from a young age we were introduced to Christ. Yeah. We were in yeah. prayer word and you know, just being under the word that helped us to be able to forgive. Because, yeah. yeah, we grew up in a home without a father, and, and the absence right. of a father affects people in many ways. But we right. know that the presence of God, the Holy Spirit, can mm. cause effects to be minimal. You know, the Holy right. Spirit is a buffer. He breaks your Amen. fall. You know, he calls you not to suffer the the, right. uh, the full effect of what you could have suffered. Yeah, that's right. So we thank that. That the Holy Spirit and the grace of God, you yeah. know, it it fills the voids, huh? It uh, yeah. Amen. It fills, so it prevents us from falling apart. You know, we yeah. might uh, have been able to bend, but thank God, Father Absence doesn't break us. Amen. Right. Come on now. Amen. Amen. So, uh, so we really uh, cannot uh, deny the impact of having Christ in our lives. So, um, Amen. I just want to Rosemary, I, I would say, hello? Go ahead, yep. You're still on yes, the line. Um, I'm going to say uh, one more thing. You know, the absence of our, our 
natural father wasn't there, but but the Holy Father, he was there. Come on now. He comes to lead and guide us to all truth. And I thank God for that. Yeah, I thank God for God being 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 in our lives and our homes. And God, you know, all he wants us to do is to uh, believe and trust and have faith, knowing that he will lead and guide us to every endeavor in our life. That's all he wants to do. Let's trust him. Amen. That's them. That's right. Can I say something, Pastor Rowe? Yeah, go ahead, Pastor Rowe. I just want to challenge it real quickly. And that was God's ultimate purpose because he he had already chosen before the foundation of the world to be be his children, amen? So he just wanted to put us here, amen? He knew where to put us at, what family, whether we had a father, no father, bad father, good father, because ultimately he was going to reveal himself to us. Because even without, even without natural father, nobody could take right. his place. Amen. So there was many right. shadows of the real thing. Right. Amen. That's right. Amen. So um, I want to piggyback on something that uh, my brother uh, James Cook said, that mm. natural father wasn't there, but our spiritual right. father was present. Yeah. And we, we talked about, you know, not knowing why God allows certain things to happen, not knowing, you know, why the natural father was not in the home. But God uh, made uh, revealed to me that there are some losses that are necessary. And there's a book that's yeah. called Necessary Losses. And so right. the thing that showed me was that it was necessary, necessary. for him not to be in the home because had he been in the home, we would have been exposed to the consequences of his alcoholism. We might have been exposed right. to some things that could have left us forever damaged. You know, damaged. so wow. thoughts are necessary. Ooh. God Ooh. can come in and he can provide that perfect father, that perfect yeah. image. Father that will not hurt you, the father that will not uh, expose you to the hurtful, a father right. that will be a provider. And early on, yeah. I talked about what a healthy father does. A healthy father provides for their children. A healthy right. father yeah. their children. A healthy father covers yeah. ability yeah. and self-esteem and a reassuring presence. You know, that I'm with that you be, always. Right. Never leave you or forsake you. That's what our heavenly Father does. And in my situation with Father absence, I had the best Father anyone could ever have, because He was always present. He provided for He taught me um, how to love myself. You know, what our heavenly Father does, and we, you know, should not discount it. And so. That's why it's important that um, those who don't have fathers in the homes, you know, single parents, that right. you uh, expose your children to uh, God, to Christ. And, you know, yeah. uh, have listeners who might be of other faith traditions, but, but for me, as a, a born-again believer, having right. Christ, knowing Christ at a young age has made a difference in my life. Amen. So, so we have a few more minutes left, and I want to throw the question out. So, what can we do um, as it relates to uh, healing 
uh, our community and your community can be uh, your church community. It could be the community within your home. It could be the community that um, maybe your 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 kids or your grandkids uh, live live in, or the schools. What can we do to begin to heal the pain of father absence? You know, how can we well, reach? Go ahead, Pastor Rob. Who was that? That was a. There was a, a campaign launch. I'm not sure what. I think it was in Baltimore. Uh, that was entitled "Each One Teach One." Amen. Uh-huh. And the concept was uh, that one man, one child, or one woman, one girl. Uh, it was like a mentorship program. So what we can do, especially as born again believers, uh, we can. Begin to spread the love of God, amen. I mean, you see a need, and not only just for uh, our youth, but even for each other. Just begin to to treat people the way that you would want them to treat you. Uh, yeah. Knowing that we because we, we have a generation they call it the lost generation. They're not lost. I believe the ones that were lost were the generation before them, because the parents aren't around, amen. Some of the fathers are, 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 are absent, amen. But these children, yeah. this youth, they're crying out. They're acting out. They may be acting out in violence and acting out in different things, but that's the, that's the only language that they know. So what, right. what we can do is begin to address, don't be afraid of them, but embrace them. Amen? And as we begin mm-hmm. to shed out the love of God abroad uh, on them, because I was a, a troubled teen, they will begin to open up because that's, because that's merely they're acting out and all the things that that, that the statistics say that they're doing is that is a way of keeping people from from coming in and hurting them because they've been they've been neglected they've been abused they've been abandoned so they just don't want to be hurt by adults anymore they don't want to be hurt by the father they don't want to be hurt by society but if we show them that we love them and we not we here to help and not hurt then I believe that healing process will not only be, begin. But it will be successful as well. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Each one. And uh, I think, uh, Brother J- James, you mentioned when you were a child, you were uh, a part of the boys' club, and then yes. there were people, men in the church, and and then there were uh, relatives. Uh, that amen. Uh, took time with amen. you. Uncles. So, yeah. uncles, yeah. amen. Uncles, amen. Amen. So, yes, just uh, stepping in where there is a need, uh, you know, not being afraid to, 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 to go to our young people uh, so that we might be able to fill that gap. And, you know, think right. about even that, that woman yeah. who's a single parent, you know, uh, yeah. Maybe going and asking, you know, if if she needs some help, you know, uh, helping yeah. find, directing her, you know, to uh, where she can go to to get some uh, food or get some clothing, you know, uh, the Goodwill stores, and you know, just right. just noticing and rec- Amen. Yes. Amen. recognize that there is a need, you know, because there's so many. Uh, single parent Amen. families that have multiple children and they they really need yeah. some help. So, you know, Amen. 
recognizing it, stepping outside of our comfort zone and of uh, being able to, to, to lend a help. And I, and I, so, Amen. Adults, you know, as adults, because adults deal with the effects of father absence. And I talked earlier about uh, the quote from the book, Hungry. It says that uh, we need to embrace, you know, what our need is tell the truth to ourselves about what we long for what we need. And uh, Pastor Rob, you said something yesterday in church about your daughters. They're, you know, grown, in fact, that you have to ask for what you need. And and a lot of times we uh, hold back from God. We don't want to offer our pain and our hurt to God, but I always say God can't heal what we conceal. So if we recognize yeah. that void, that absence, that hunger, you know, that, that manifests itself uh, with so many uh, uh, issues that, that I mentioned earlier. But just acknowledging your hurt, acknowledging your pain and, and, and taking it to God instead of, you know, taking it out on somebody else or internalizing it through right. depression or internalize it through drug uh, use or and internalize it and have uh, sexual uh, uh, intimacy problems or um, acting out, but just take right. that need mm-hmm. God to heal that void, and he will fill it. So we try Amen. to use Amen. place that only God can fill. Only but, God. you know, it's, yes, God. I like woman, uh, C.C. Wine, and she says, fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up. Come and get this thirsting in my soul. A bread right. from heaven, feed me till I want no more. Mm-hmm. Fill no, my cup. No mm. I lift it up. So, you know, right. as adults, we recognize that we might have some voice, but we can take it to God in prayer. You know, another um, thing that I find to be helpful is just journaling, writing your feelings out. I was reading some of my journal entries uh, from years ago. I've always written in my journal, you know, when I look at situations that I'm in or things that I need for God to do and just write out your God. And that's a way for God to come in and promote some healing. So don't be afraid. What the need is, what the pain is, and and what your situation is, and God, He will definitely uh, answer your prayers. Amen. And so we Amen. have uh, two more minutes, and I wonder if anybody else um, might want to any suggestions or you know what has been helpful as we begin to uh, close out this segment. But we always want to leave um, on a positive note with some solutions. Because Amen. we know well what the problems are, but we are in the business of, of finding solutions. Amen. Yeah. I, I would just say one thing, just like you said, you mentioned about how God, well, I mentioned actually how God will reveal himself to us. And and, and one thing about my daughters, uh, I had two, two daughters briefly uh, in. One, one, I, both, I love them both equally and the same, but different. And when Amen. I mean that, uh-huh. they have different personalities. So God loves us all equally, the same, but different. 
And one right. could get, either one of them could get anything they wanted from me at any given time. But only one spent time and asked. And then right. the other one saw what she was doing. She said, okay, why is he act, treating you different from me? She said, because I spent time. And I asked him. And it took a lot of years. But the other one, so what I'm saying is that God, God wants us to have an intimate relationship with us. Amen. Even if we didn't Amen. have one of our natural fathers and we wasn't taught how to do that, God will teach us and show us through his love. Amen. So that, Amen. That, that's the the key. The key is God's love. He heals everything. The father yes. issue, the mother issue, the the, the, right. the, the, the the money issue, whatever the issue is, the love of God can heal. Amen. 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 So we want to close on that note. I want to thank all of my listeners for listening in and for chiming in and all of your input was just invaluable and uh, we want to just close out uh, with our motto the parts will never be well unless the whole is well and that's a quote from Plato as always uh, whole that is the name of this program and that is the name of my company and if you uh, would like to reach me, if you know someone who might need counseling, who might need to talk with someone about this issue and some, any other issue that they're dealing with, my uh, address is 1701 Madison Avenue, Baltimore, Maryland, 21217, and that's Suite 500. And the phone number to reach me on is 410-728-1800. So every Monday evening from 7 to 8 p.m., Totally Whole will present topics dealing with uh, healing and wholeness. So remember to listen in on the show every Monday from 7 to 8 p.m. And on Thursday Amen. nights, we have a lineup of various shows. So we have uh, Reverend Harvey Bailey uh, on Thursdays. He deals with inner consciousness, and he uh, will be hosting this show. And then we have Total Empowerment, Angela Hardy, the owner of Simple Wellness, and then we have the relationship program with Harvey, Reverend Bailey, and Reverend Kahat, One Love, uh, One Connection. And then we have Reverend Jamel Gilliam every third uh, Thursday, Amen. Sacred Masculine Show, uh, where he deals with issues related to men. So please uh, call in and if any of those shows, and if you want to Whoa. also have your input given. And next week, from 7 to 8 p.m., Totally Whole will present uh, Reverend Bridget Goings Gray, who will uh, have a topic of interest. So uh, Totally Whole presents <laughs> Bridget Goings Gray next week, 7 to 8 p.m. So all, as always, Amen. be blessed. Continue Amen. to uh, wholeness and walk in peace. God bless you. And Dr. We'll Cook, can you, can, can, Dr. Cook, can you give your number again for our listeners in case someone missed it? My number is 410-728-1800. If you want to call, Amen. if you have a question about counseling, that's the number to call. And we do accept insurance and cash, and we have a sliding scale. So thank Amen. you so Amen. much. Great thank evening. You. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Good night. God bless you, too. Good night. For some people, it's a living. For you, it's a life. 
Your work isn't something you do. It's a big part of who you are. You have a passion for your business. Liberty Mutual Insurance has a passion for protecting it. With coverages like commercial auto, workers' comp, and business owner's policy. Talk to your independent agent or broker today or visit libertymutualgroup.com slash business. Liberty Mutual Insurance. Protect your passion. Files is not cable. We're wired differently, which means you can get the fastest Internet available with equal upload and download speeds from 50 to 500 megs. So you can upload 200 photos before your favorite song is finished. Click the ad and switch to Files today to get our best offer ever.